and welcome to the Produce Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Nickel, and thank you so much for joining us this week for a special episode. Now, if you're a regular listener, you have probably noticed that within the overall context of produce retail, we mostly focus in four areas on this podcast. One is executive perspective, where we hear from directors and vice presidents of produce. Two is produce manager perspective, where we talk to produce managers and about topics that are particularly relevant to that group. Three is marketing and merchandising, where we visit with folks both on the retail side and others who have kind of a bird's eye view to consumer trends that influence retail. And then fourth is leadership and training, which seems pretty self-explanatory. So we'll venture beyond those general areas on occasion, but those are really our core buckets. And by the way, we actually have playlists for each of those. So please feel free to give me a shout on LinkedIn if you want me to send you those links. You can find me again. It's Ashley Nickel, A-S-H-L-E-Y-N-I-C-K-L-E. I mentioned those four areas because what we're going to do for the last few weeks of the year here and into the beginning of the new year is revisit some of the best conversations we had on each of these kind of broad topics in 2023. Today, we're bringing back some of the highlights of our conversations with produce managers. One of the most listened to episodes of the year actually featured Food City Skylar Leonard, along with produce supervisor Travis Jones and one of their local growers, Tony Slaughter. Food City's move a couple years ago to direct store delivery was a great example of strong partnership and how it can really benefit both parties and the store's customers as well. And Skylar, I'd love to hear a little bit from you too about kind of what that process has been like, because obviously there are other things that you get from the DC. So then you're doing, you know, the, this communication and organization on this side as well. What's it been like for you working on uh, that that local that local deal there with uh, with Tony? Uh, I've always been, you know, ever since I got into produce and I started being more vested in what I was doing. I wanted to get in. Uh, on every aspect of what produce had to offer and anything I could do to charge up excitement out of the customers to buy more, you know, and if we could offer them like Tony Slaughter's Vine Ripe Tomatoes, a premium quality product, that that was more than, uh, you know, something that they were looking for, I was going to push it. And uh, uh, I took the social media lead early on, you know, pushing several different things, displays that we were doing. And I, I made it a point every day that when I got a Tony Slaughter order, I would say, you know, like the bells ringing off in the distance, Tony Slaughter's produce is here, you know? And so uh, I, that's just how I always did it. And uh, we didn't really start doing the direct store delivery until about two years ago. Two years. And that's when I really started developing a relationship with Tony. And he, he was, he's very passionate about his local produce and he, he was telling me a lot about it. And I grew up, you know, my parents had a, had a little garden out back and stuff like that. So I, I, I had been around, you know, some obviously a lot smaller of an operation, but he's very knowledgeable about it. And he's always been willing to talk to us and give us enough information that we could convey that information to our customers and to talk to our associates about it so that they were experts in what we were giving to our customers. Super. And Travis, I'll get your perspective on this too. It, it sounds like to have that kind of of connection between the store, it you know, individual stores themselves and the local grower, that's something that requires a super competent, you know, produce manager that you have a lot of trust in to manage that in addition to just going from the DC. Uh, absolutely. And uh, that's why I chose Skylar to lead that effort. He sends out a daily email to all the produce managers, letting them know what's available. 
gives them a little opportunity to, if Tony is short on an item, they can act, order it from the DC. So that helps us stay in stock. Uh, another cool thing is uh, an area that Tony uh, rents to grow a lot of his products is just right across the street from one of our stores. So um, one of his favorite local or sayings is if there's any more local, we'd be growing it in the parking lot. So <laughs> you could stand in the parking lot and see his strawberries growing, but it's pretty cool. Wow, that's remarkable. And what is what is kind of the the scope of that program look like for you all? Like what what portion of the year, what things are coming in different times of the year? Well, right now, I believe Tony's got a lot of the product in the ground. First thing coming up would be tomatoes. Uh, we we had a really rough year this year with strawberries. Uh, typically, starting around May through Memorial Day, we have a fresh local strawberry, but uh, the weather got us this year, and he wasn't able to supply us. But uh, that's been very success, successful for us. Uh, Half-runner beans, that's a pretty big item for our neck of the woods. Uh, Everybody's looking for half runners, and he has a premium half runner. He has Blue Lakes, uh, Roma beans, turkey crawl beans, uh, a lot of specialty bell peppers, purple swirl, uh, all your colored and green bell peppers, squash, uh, cucumbers, pickling cubes. So uh, we we built a nice big display out there, and it really draws attention. We got big Iron Man signs with his farm on it, his picture, and we really go after it. Uh, our slogan is "Nobody does local like Food City." So awesome. And Skylar, you alluded a couple times to kind of the the social media part of it. Tell me a little bit about how you how you took that on, and what what role you feel like that plays in connecting with shoppers. I think, uh, the you know, obviously a lot of the people that would be on my social media is people who I know. And a lot of the people who I know, even if I don't talk to them on a daily, they know I'm a dedicated employee here at Food City. And that uh, I'm obviously have a great passion for a quality product that we bring into our customers at Food City. You know, uh, Tony talked about his premium tomatoes. You know, even, even with, you know, we have a program here at Food City, uh, our shortcut program, our fresh pack. And he offers us a line of products that uh, that we typically wouldn't sell, you know, on the on the displays for customers. That helps with our gross profit and our shrink. So it definitely, you know, he helps us on so many different levels. And all of our growers help us here at Food City. But uh, the social media thing, I mean, people of my, you know, age and, and you know, we, we're real big on social media. So I just took what I, what I was around all the time and I just brought it into my work life. And so it's been real successful for me. You know, people in my life, they always compliment Food City and they compliment me and they always talk about how great everything looks. So I think it's had a positive impact on many aspects of the business here at Food City for me. Excellent. And you mentioned the the shortcuts program and Tony even being able to participate in that. Tony, yeah. I'm curious to hear from you because that sounds like a real win-win partnership where, you know, maybe some of that product that's that's not like like Skylar said, sitting out there on the display, but it's absolutely perfect for some of the fresh cut items that they do. Absolutely. In in any no matter what you're picking, you're going to have a certain percentage of off grades. Perhaps nothing bad like a twist pepper. I want to describe. I want to use a twist pepper as an example, or a, a, a pepper that grows in the crown set that the, the 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 stems make it form a certain form. 
We don't want that on our retail display, but it's a perfect pepper for ringing. It's a perfect chopped pepper. So what we do is we pass those along to Food City at half price. So basically you get two boxes for one money. And if you keep up with your fresh pack, then you don't have to use retail suitable products for the fresh pack because fresh packs a big deal and shortcuts is a big deal for Food City. So, and we've still maintaining the same quality as far as the time frame on delivery, the freshness, so on and so forth. It's been a really good, uh, it's a really good deal for us. One, one thing I might add that I found that over the last couple of years, and I, I haven't even told Travis and Schuyler this, but I've had several people say there's a certain nostalgia involved in buying produce from some people. I have people that will say to me, you know, I haven't had a tomato like this since I was a kid. When I went to my parents' garden or my grandparents' garden, they'd say, hey, run out and get a tomato for supper. They'd go out and get one and bring it in. Well, most of those folks today neither have the time nor in most instances don't have a place for a garden. So there's a generation of folks out there that don't have gardens. And when you can go to Food City and get a tomato and they say, you know, I haven't had a tomato like that since I was a child. That's that's a real positive experience. And that's, I think, a little bit of segment of the industry that that's overlooked. And there again, not everybody can do vine ripe tomatoes. I understand that most growers don't. And I'm certainly not saying that I've got the silver bullet in tomato production because I don't. But for us as a small grower, it works very, very well. Well, and back on the the fresh cut also, being able to market that, I'm sure, for Food City as local product in a fresh cut form. I mean, I don't know that I've seen that anywhere where you could market fresh cut and it's local too. I think it's been very positive and I think we're always in a building process. I think Scholar and Travis would both agree. We've got a we've got our customer base, but we want more. <laughs> <laughs> We want everybody else's customers too. So that's our goal. We're always wanting a new customer. We want to invite somebody in that that's not a shopper with us. And, you know, if we can use the produce to draw them in, because just be honest, if you're going to go to the store and buy a, a can of Campbell's chicken noodle soup, I don't think it particularly matters where you go. But if you come in and we can have an experience, you can enjoy an experience with us and our meats the same way we have quality meat i know that's not what we're talking about here but nonetheless there's certain things that sets us apart from our 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 competitors and produce is a very good draw if you will to get them to come and, and 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 start to shop with us at food city another great moment from our produce manager conversation archive this year came from brie norris of the giant company she came on the podcast with her store manager al carsifi Here's the fun story of how Al broke the news to Brie that she'd been selected by the International Fresh Produce Association as one of their Retail Produce Manager Award honorees. It's a fun one. Now, how did you find out that you had won this award, Brie? I got a call one day from my director and Alan. And they, of course, had to mess with me and tell me I was being transferred to Hoobityville 
25 miles away and all these things. And I'm like, what is going on right now? And then they told me and I couldn't believe what I was hearing. <laughs> and I didn't know much of the details and what was going to come with it. But I mean, I'm just honored to just be recognized and I'm excited to be the face of giant for a minute for for pro. <laughs> Alan, how much fun did you guys have making that phone call? I, I actually asked my director. <laughs> they beforehand. felt bad. They felt bad afterwards. No, so. I, no, I didn't. <laughs> I, uh, I asked, I asked my director to do it and he was, of, of course, taking the, the high road and say, oh, let's not do that. I'm like, let's just have some fun with this. We have the the ultimate leader here. Let's 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 just have some fun with her. That's fantastic. Oh, my goodness. What a what a great what true a story. great story. It is true story. I was totally funny. My response was, uh, <laughs> what? And then they told me the real news and I couldn't believe what was going on. So and now that everything's starting to move forward a little bit with it and I'm starting to see like what I'll be doing there and, and what it really is and, and the exposure to the type of people that I that I'm so interested in and agriculture and produce. So, you know, it's just I'm excited. It's going to be really cool. Have you ever been to a, a trade show before? I have not. Oh, my gosh. that I That's going to be. I cannot wait. <laughs> That's so super. Okay, one more on on sort of the reaction since your mom has been in the business. What was your mom's reaction when you told your mom the news? She sent it out to her whole district and told the world. I mean, she's she's super proud. Um, my whole family's super proud. And I don't really think that any of us thought this is where I was going to be today, 15, 16 years ago. But I mean, it's awesome. And it feels great to be recognized by my peers and my superiors and and I'm just excited to represent Giant. Very neat. And along those same lines, do you remember, Brianna, was there a time or a, a moment when you thought to yourself, oh my gosh, like I could do this forever. This could be my career. I mean, I, I think for a long time, you know, like I said, I started when I was 16 and and the wheels really spun quickly. Um, I moved out from home when I was 18, 19, and I became an assistant manager right away. And I think for a long time to me, it was a job, to be honest. I loved doing it. It was amazing. But I think what it was that really made me see it is I've, I've just always had people around me that have believed in me and have pushed me to do great things. And that was my motivation. And it's gotten me pretty far. So it's just cool to have those kind of people in my life. We were also delighted to host on the podcast this year, Strack and Van Til's Mitch Harris, along with produce director, Andy Muller. Mitch has been in produce for more than 50 years. Here's one of my favorite segments from that conversation. So Andy, tell me a little bit about what, what everybody should know about Mitch here. Oh, like Mitch said, he's got 51 years. I mean, he's got more years than I've been alive. So yeah, I think one of the big reasons why we, you know, chose to put Mitch into the running was just his his care for his customers. You know, the fact that he never wants to be out of anything. Um, but, you know, he's a true salesman. You know, if we got a special deal in or, you know, cotton candy grapes are new for the season, he's telling everybody. You know, he makes sure they don't walk by that table without, you know, trying water. Hey, did you see what we have today? Um, so it, it, it's something he's developed, I'm sure, over the years. But, you know. Mitch could sell snow in Alaska. 
but you know, it, it's a joy working with them, but it, it's, it's his salesmanship and the fact that he cares about his customers so much. Mitch, did that sales part of the job come to you naturally, or is that something that you picked up over the years? I think I've picked it up. I've kind of honed my skills as time has gone by, but uh, my customers are my friends and I treat them that way. And, and uh, you can be walking by me and I just, hey, do you see what you just walked by? That good deal over there? I mean, there, there's a lot of different ways to stop you in your tracks, but I, I enjoy sharing and uh, lighting people up. You know, when they get it and they really like it, it I get satisfaction from that also. And Mitch, at what point did you realize getting into produce that this might be what you could do for your whole career? Uh, it, it was just a niche that I was in and it just never got away from. It just kind of grabbed me, <laughs> didn't let go. Um, when I started, I, I didn't exactly see it as a career move or I'd be doing this the rest of my life, but uh, some way or another, I just couldn't get away from it. <laughs> and you can't do it as long as I have and not learn a little bit. What would you say your your favorite parts of the the job are? Because one of the things that always amazes me about the role of the produce manager is there's the artist artistry with the product itself. There's the customer service. There's the business side. There's the food safety. It's so many roles wrapped into one. Oh, absolutely. The art, artistry is fun. The competitive part of it is fun too. I compete against myself and, you know, uh, Andy corporate, they send us numbers, what everyone's doing every week. And, you know, you're just up against everybody else. And I've always been pretty successful. So there's a target on my back and, hey, go for it. Beat me. You know, so yeah, have fun with it. And uh, I enjoy the customers. I enjoy selling. It's just, it's just fun for me. And Andy, what have you observed from Mitch as far as how he is with his team and kind of his ability to to train too? Yeah, like I said, he's got the years, so it's you know trying to pass that knowledge down, you know, multiple generations now at this point. Um, and you know, he's been successful at it. I think he's got a lot of younger kids now that you know kind of take the lead, and you kind of see him develop over time, coming from like a raw rookie to you know somebody that can work a a wet rack or, you know, kind of make the, you know, a tomato section look good or whatever. Um, so it, it's nice having somebody like that, that it kind of makes my job easier. I, I feel like, you know, I don't have to worry about Mitch's store so much. I can focus on some of the other ones. So yeah, I, I appreciate the experience, the time that he brings to the company. Mitch, it strikes me that at this point, you've probably got a pretty, a pretty elaborate, like you think in football coaching tree, right? You've probably got a, your own kind of coaching tree at this point. Yeah, they, they add, part of what they asked me in the beginning was uh, to make a list of people that have come up under me that became managers or assistants. And after I started rimming this evening, thinking about it, it was, it was a pretty good list. And uh I'm still in touch with some of them have moved on to other things, but I, I still run into them, still stay in touch and uh, makes you feel good. And uh, I like to share. And so I'll share information, try not to put my people on overload, but uh, I enjoy sharing. The more they know, the easier my job is.
kind of like Andy said, we can use all the help we can get. Another guest we were delighted to visit with this year was Greg Kimmel of Hy-Vee, along with Vice President of Produce and Floral Operations, John Griesenbrock. Greg had all kinds of great nuggets to share, but the story I love the most was about his start in produce retail. So here it is. So Greg, I'm going to start you off with a real easy one here. Tell me how you got started in the wonderful world of produce. Well, it goes way back to like 1988. Um, I started the company in 86 and I was just a grocery clerk, a high school kid, um, canned goods, the old, you know, all the grocery stuff. And, and uh, one day um, the produce manager came up and asked me if I wanted to help sell watermelon out in the parking lot. They were having a truckload watermelon sale. And back in those days, we used to sell watermelon by the pound. We didn't sell them by the each. So I, I still remember this to this day. We sold it for like 15 cents a pound. And I said, sure, I'll, I'll do it. You know, and I was nervous, but I went outside and they had this whole truckload out there for me. And um, he handed me a bullhorn and he's like, I need you to announce it and you know get people up here to you know and and back in that day we there were no rules on cutting with a watermelon knife i mean we i had a machete at 16 out there cutting it in the parking lot and you know rules were way different back then but no i'm out there on the bullhorn you know just yelling at somebody driving by on a motorcycle hey we got watermelon 15 cents a pound you know come it's from florida blah 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 you know and and I did a really good job because I sold most of the watermelon. The weather helped out. It was very nice that weekend. And um, it, it was one of those uh, moments Well, he, he had actually happened to have an opening in the produce department and asked me if I'd like to come to produce. And that, that's all it took for me. I mean, I was I was hooked because the just the selling and just interacting with customers like that and being able to I was actually in charge of it and he let me do it. I knew I was going to learn a lot of stuff and I had a blast with it. And that was, that's how I got started in produce. And that was many moons ago. <laughs> well, I was, my normal follow-up to that question is when did you know that that could be, you know, your lifelong career? But it sounds like maybe that was the same time. It was, I mean, when I, when I got out of high school, I, I did a lot of welding in high school and some of the industrial stuff at school. And I thought maybe I'd go into that kind of a career and just reading a lot of health stuff. And my parents were like, well, it's really not that healthy for you over time. It's bad for your lungs and this and that. And I was not a college bound individual. I, I was not reading any more books. I was done <laughs> with that. So I, I found the love of, of retail and I just kind of jumped on board with that. And I just, it, the rest is history. I mean, I love it. Well, look at that. You found the ultimate healthy industry. Yeah, I did. <laughs> no, good thing I wasn't in the bakery department or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, with that, with that early experience on, you know, what later yeah, I'm sure you would categorize as marketing and merchandising and customer service mm -hmm. and, you know, creating feeder for the customer and all those kind of things with that early, early baptism on that on the produce side, I'm sure there's lots of that that comes out now. John, how would you describe kind of what Greg brings to his department in terms of like making it that experience for the shopper? Right. I, you know, it really starts with passion. When we started talking about nominations and, and I have a team of 10 supervisors that work in the stores with, you know, our premier managers like Greg, 
uh, he was his name was the first to come up because his is really not only the dedication to the customers, but just his passion for produce. He always wants to be known to have the best products. Uh, he wants his employees to be the most educated. Uh, he wants his aisle to be the cleanest and the best merchandised, you know, for all the customers to find the best values and, and the best quality available. So he's, I guess the, the resounding word was passion because he's got so much passion for his people, his store and the department, period. Now, there are many more conversations like these on our Produce Manager Perspective playlist, so be sure to check out all of them. Uh, we, we also have more folks that we talk to who are also recognized by the IFPA as part of their Retail Produce Manager Awards program. So it's always excellent to, to visit with those folks, what they enjoy about the role, some of the things they're proud of. And of course, we always like to have their supervisors on there with them as well to uh, really get get a third party to, to shout their praises a little bit because we know they deserve it. And with that, we'll wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening. If you are learning from or otherwise enjoying this podcast, please be sure to rate and review. That helps me keep it rolling and continue to bring you insight from excellent guests like the folks we've mentioned today and many, many others. Thank you again, and we will see you next week on the Produce Retail Podcast.